Jerry Tremble. Yeah, Jerry Tremble. He's a bad motherfucker. Golden boy. That's what they call Atlanta's Jerry Tremble. He hails from Vancouver, British Columbia. Manny, the school teacher's so proud. Manny's so proud. You're looking good, man. I like the silver on you. It looks good. I know. I got the silver. That's right. Yeah, me too. Me too. The, girl, the girls dig it, Egerton. I know. I know. Trust <laughs> me. I should have grown this a long time ago, man. There you go, buddy. So you guys, you go, you go, you, you're a boxer, man? Oh, me? Uh, well, I train. I trained with Manny. But, uh, yeah, you, you're too pretty to be boxing, man. Yeah. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> no, too straight. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> you're a boxer too or no? You're not a boxer. That Who, me? Too straight. Yeah, you. No, no. I used to do karate when I was a kid. Yeah, you, know, you look like a pretty boy. Well, thank well, you. All you guys thank are you. pretty boys, man. <laughs> so when did you guys meet each other? Tell us the story. Oh, my gosh. Well, you're a Canadian team, man. I'm not sure what the first... Probably we met... The first time we met was probably 87 or 86. Was I'm not good? sure. When did, you, when, when did you fight for the Canadian title the first time? Well, well the first year was 87 when I fought Nick Rupa. Okay, probably, well... I was on the team then. So when you fought Nick, Nick Rupert well, Nick, was my good Nick, friend. I know. Well, Nick, Nick, that's when I beat Nick, right? I beat Nick in Edmonton at yeah. the National. But I was uh, in, um, where was I? I was training with um, Adrian then. Yeah, Adrian Tedorescu, yeah. Yeah, and Nick was, um, Nick was training with, with Cabbage Town, right? Cabbage Town, that's right. Yeah, he was with Cabbage Town at the time, yeah. So I was rooting against you for a little bit when you're fighting Nick, because Nick was my boy. Nick was your boy. Yeah. Manny been doing a lot of running, man. That Spanish blood. <laughs> he, he, he got that, like that third gear, fourth gear. Yeah. I never met a guy more in shape than this cat here, man. Yeah, that's how I survived. Uh, that's how we. That's how we beat the guys. He was in better shape than most of the guys. That's right. And he had good sound, sound boxing ability. So that that kind of, that kind of kept him. The sound boxing the building kept him safe. So he had enough gas to continue, and beat them up. When they get tired, he'd be picking them apart. And I wish I had the right hand you had, Egerton. That oh, my a God. Full deal. I just, had, I just had desire, man. What got you into boxing, Egerton? Like, was there a specific moment? Oh, no. I got, it was like part of my, 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 my uncle used to box in Guyana. My, mm -hmm. um, my, both of my, two of my uncles used to box. Um, I used to love Ali fights. I used to watch Ali. People used to pick on me, beat me up, try to beat me up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My, my father was a fighter, a natural fighter. He used to beat people up on the street, knock them out, all kind of things. But I didn't know that. I was a kid, so I didn't know that. I didn't know that was in my genes. But I used to be fighting in school. And I came, my brother started boxing um, in the early 70s, like 73. Went to Sully's, and I went with him. I was about nine years old. So I went there, boom, boom, boom. Did a little bit of boxing and my mom took me out of it. She didn't want me to fight anymore. She thought, you know, I won, I, like I, I fought on uh, my first fight and I won like the gamest loser or whatever. I fought one of the Vanderpools, I think one of Vanderpool's brother, the big brother. And I lost like a decision, but they gave me the gamest loser trophy, like another big trophy. And then my mom took me out of it. And then when I turned like 17, 18, my uncle said, hey, man, what are you doing with your life? La, 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 la. Just partying, hanging with your friends. You can't do that. La, 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 la. So I started training with him. And then he lit the fire. And then I went to Cabbage Town. And then I started 
getting beat up by Sean O'Sullivan and everybody else there. And <laughs> Asif Dar, all these yeah. guys used to use me as a punching bag, but then I started fighting back. Yeah. And then I got stronger and stronger and so, you know. Did you spar a lot with Sean O'Sullivan? Oh yeah, big time. I was a chief. I was a chief guy in there, man. Nobody can hang with him. No, but he would take all your shots, like all your right hands and stuff, because you're. I, mean, I would take all his shots. I didn't know how to. I didn't know how to apply my thing. When I started getting my own, when I started getting stronger, now we yeah. started doing this thing called control sparring, where you know we don't really. He didn't want me to hit. You did. You know, Peter was trying to keep me under control. I was just used to getting. I was used to being rough. Right. Right? Because, I mean, that's how I learned. The guys were beating me up, so I started beating people up, too. They'd pull me yeah. off of them, pull me out of the ring. You know, I didn't know why they would stop it or pull me out of the ring, but I realized now that I was getting too too good. I was getting too tough. So who coached you at the beginning, then? Um, Ken just... Hamilton. Oh, a guy named Kid Hamilton? Never yeah, he used, used to live at, uh, he used to stay at the gym, right? He used to stay at the gym. And he, oh. you know, he motivated me. He wasn't like a, he wasn't a big, big trainer, like technically. He didn't really know boxing like that, but he was able to connect with me. Oh, okay. And he was able to calm me down when I was hyper, when I was thinking he was able to calm me down. And that helped me to win the Canadian titles and um, the North American titles and all that titles because he was able to, all I had to do was go back in the corner and he would tell me, listen, relax. <laughs> <laughs> breathe relax and then that's it that's it and that worked yeah so we, we you know we'd relax you get me really relaxed and i go in the ring and fight yeah we'll relax and fight that's you know <laughs> kind of like oxymoron or so <laughs> you know what i'm saying i watched your fight um in the olympics i thought you won that fight in this which one the final medal yeah against uh yeah, well, was it Heskey? i thought you won that you know a lot of people thought i did too you know because i mean even though my hand was broken, I was still swinging it. I was still throwing you it. You landed that haymaker so many times, the right hand, over, over but and hand, over. My hand again. was like dead, you know. It was like, it was broken, man. It was smashed. I broke it, wow. after, I broke it after I fought um, the, the East German guy. How soon after you broke your hand did you have to fight for the medal? A couple nights in between, you know. Right, right. Not enough time to heal, though. <laughs> no, no, you can't heal. I remember seeing your hand. It was like three times the size of it normal. Oh, my gosh. I had to ice it. I had to hide it from the judges. And the doctor in the morning, too. The doctor, yeah. They wanted to check, check me. The doctor looked away and he squeezed my hand. I was staring at him. I wanted to break his fucking neck. But my, my <laughs> the, Adrian just said, come on. I couldn't scream, right? But I wanted yeah. to scream how much pain I was feeling. Yeah, you could, you could remember that day like it was almost yesterday. Eh? Yeah, <laughs> man. Adrian was beside me, holding me, keeping, you know? Because Adrian, everybody knew my hand was broken. He saw the swelling. He was a East German doctor. Yeah. He saw the swelling, so he wanted to inspect it. So he looked away and he squeezed my hand with all his. I was like, "Fuck!" Oh. Yeah. I wanted to scream and I wanted to hit him at the same time, but <laughs> <laughs> thank God I didn't. I wanted to be out of the games. How did that feel winning that medal though for Canada? That was that must have been that a was, great feeling. It was sad for me. I wanted the gold, man. I was sad yeah. at first. You saw me when I got the when they gave him the decision. I was upset. Yeah, I was upset. I, I wasn't. I was angry. Yeah, that my I had to go through that. My hands were broken, and I didn't get a chance to really put my hands on masks because I fought masks one time before, and they robbed me in Germany. 
They gave him the decision and all these people were boo booing the decision. They were East Germany too. They were booing, they were whistling. But they knew that I beat him. You got robbed twice then, because that fight you should have won. Yeah, well, <laughs> this and this time my hand was broken, but the other time my hand wasn't broken, but it was like a good, good little fight. They, they call it like a 4-1 decision in East Germany. Wow. You don't get that unless you knock somebody out. He was a really tall guy. In oh, that big ring. time! He's a tall, slick, good, good, good sound fighter. Mm -hmm. and he, Southpaw, every right? time I got in, every time I threw my hands, he would grab me. He would hold on to me. Yeah, I remember that. They kept breaking Bother it up. me. You try to, you try to, like hold me, and then then throw little light punches and then grab me again. So you didn't want to get hit. No, and he, when I fought him as a pro, it was the same thing. But the, the only thing is. I got a little bit of a food poisoning and 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 it kind of messed me up. I was shitting myself. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, so you gotta know when when you when they're promoting the fights, when you bring the guys in, you gotta look at that stuff because sometimes people the, the man the promoters now they can make it difficult for the guys who are challenging their guy. You know what I'm saying? Make your room a little colder, yeah. food poisoning. I got food poisoning a couple of times, big fights, and I and I knew if I had a cook. I'd be like the, the real big guys. I'd have my own cook, make sure that my meals is right, and that's it. And, and it's sometimes even stay at places that's their their list. So you traveled with Lennox a lot. Is that the way Lennox uh, traveled? Oh yeah, big time, big time. They well because when you when you it's when you're one of the big sellers now. When you when you're one of the main 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 event guys, you have more power. Pay per view guys. You say, listen, I'm not staying in this hotel. I'm staying over here. Yeah. You know, I want certain things, and you can demand it because you know you have your own people organizing on your behalf. Right. But when you come in as a challenger now, you have no power, especially if you're going to the other person's backyard. But if you go into their country, because everybody wants you to lose. The person who's feeding you for breakfast, they want you to lose. The person that's bringing your linen in your room wants you to lose. The, um, everybody there is against you. So if they put a little shit shit pill in your food, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> if you got the runs, it's okay. They don't mind. Yeah. <laughs> when you fought Maskey as a pro, was that in Germany? Yeah, it was in Germany. Yeah, okay. it was. A, it was. It wasn't. A, it wasn't a good, good, good fix at all. It was. It wasn't good at all. At all. I was sick. Sick in that fight. I stayed yeah. down light heavyweight way too long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, sure. I was killing myself making that weight. And you know what? In the Olympics. My best weight should, I should have fought as it was light heavyweight. And you fought at middleweight, 165. I fought at middleweight, and that killed me. That killed me. I was killing myself to make the weight. You had to keep the weight for like two weeks. I had to keep the weight. I had to keep the weight. And I was like, that was awful. Yeah, it was. Especially when you're punching hard. When you punch as hard as me, sometimes you hit and your, your bones are a little bit more brittle. You, you're a little bit more thinner, but you still got that power. That's what a lot of people forget. I think they don't, they don't realize that how big a man you were, and you kept one sixty five for two weeks, man. So what that did to your body, I bet you that is a big reason why you hurt your hand as bad as you did. That and, that that very very possible. Because when I fought light heavyweight, remember I fought light heavyweight. I was World Cup in the World Cup. Did you, did you were you there in eighty five? No, no, I was still young. Okay, because in eighty five, remember before, because prior to you came coming on the team, right? Yeah. Before I went down to middleweight, remember I started fighting Otis, but yeah. prior to that I was light heavyweight. I went up to light yeah. heavyweight. Yeah, you're fight Coco. Did you ever fight Coco? Yeah, I beat Coco. Remember I beat Coco? Yeah. 
And I was yeah. rated number one in the world. I, I was rated number one light heavyweight because I won the North American Championship. I beat the world champion in the States, right. Donald Stevens. Oh, yeah. He beat Reddick Bowe. Reddick Bowe was light heavyweight then, too. He beat oh, Reddick really? Bowe. Wow. Yeah. Reddick Bowe went well, to the world juniors. You also beat the guy that won the light heavyweight Olympic gold medal, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, Maynard. I beat him as a pro. Andrew Maynard, yeah. Yeah, I beat him as a pro. But I, yeah. I beat him down. I beat him down. I would have beat him down as an amateur, in, in the um, amateur too, light heavyweight, because it yeah. was a stronger weight for me. I was more, I was more of a puncher. I didn't hurt my hands. I didn't have to make weight. Yeah. I was good. I but I think um, the ego, my my trainer's ego, um, Adrian's ego, got in his way. Yeah, yeah, that's too bad. Because I was fighting with um, Otis Grant. Yeah. And he was trying to get on the team. Yeah. Yeah, yet that rivalry kept me at middleweight. Yeah, that's too bad because the team would have been such a great, better team had you gone. Yeah, like but you see, it's certain principles we we're going on, and and I guess yeah. people, the, the trainers, the egos got involved. Yeah, Otis wanted to move up, and Adrian think, "Fuck that! I'm gonna, <laughs> he can't beat my guy." So you want to, I had to keep that, that weight, and it was like, it was like, oh man, if 2020. If I had, I would have changed it. I would have probably moved move up to light heavyweight, right? And and and, and keep it going. Yeah, you would have been beaten Andrew Maynard for the Olympic gold medal. Oh uh, yeah, it would have been a war. It would have been a war because Maynard was a tough guy. Yeah, it would have been a war, but I'd be prepared for it. I was ready for it. You and Otis should have been the same weight. Is that what I'm hearing? You no, were? no, we were like we were the same weight for a bit. He was a junior. He was light middle. Uh -huh. Then I was middleweight champion. Then he moved up to middleweight, and you know, then he challenged me. And then we had we had a seesaw battle. He won one one fight. I don't know if he won one split decision. Yeah. And then I I went back and I beat him. I had to beat him twice. Can you explain that to me? He challenged you for a spot on Team Canada, or or yeah, the Canadian team. Yeah. Okay, so you guys had to compete with each other to get on the team. Well, he had to compete with me to get on the team because I was a champion. And then you guys mm -hmm. both made it on the team afterwards, correct? No, Egerton made it and Otis didn't. Otis was never on the team. Okay, I didn't. But Howard was on the team, correct? No, Otis Otis made the team. Otis Otis, Otis won. He won that, the first fight. Decision, questionable decision. So I had to go back and train to fight him, but I had to beat him twice. I had to go, go to Quebec and beat him twice. Because... So what happens at the nationals is whoever wins the nationals is the national champion, which Otis won that. But then Egerton had to go to the, the box offs and beat Otis twice to, to revert that, to, to take it over, right? Okay. You know what yeah. yeah. Can, you, can you describe to me, Manny, the kind of structure of how to get on the Olympics team? Because that I don't know. So what happens is you, um, yeah, you have to win your provincial championships, then you go to the national championships, and then they have another thing they call the Olympic trials and you have to beat the guy, the best guys in Canada again. And, uh, but in order, if you're the Canadian champion, you have to be beaten twice in order to get off the team. So that's what happened with Egerton. He beat Otis twice. And then they didn't send all 12 guys Like we had to be ranked in the top 16 in the world. I think it was right. Uh, Cause they didn't send uh member Victoria, Salvatore. Salvatore. Yeah. Yeah. There's another guy they didn't send either. The one. I, I think that was a big shame, though. That's a big disgrace. I mean, 
It was. Canada is a big country. They should send. They're just being cheap. Yeah. Mm. Being cheap. Yeah. No, real talk. Real talk. You'd be at best in your country. Why can't you represent your country in the Olympics? Yeah. Because right. you never know. You never know a guy from the streets because because he know the magnitude of the Olympics, he could rise up. The rise. Yeah, up. that's true. But they, they they come with bullshit bullshit rules. I, I know they had some good fighters. That's supposed to be at Olympics. They weren't in Olympics because oh, we want to save money. Bullshit. Yeah, I agree, Egerton. You know that, that that's a big injustice, and I think I, I think it's a shame that they're still doing that to to poor athletes. That's yeah. too bad. You know. So, and correct me if I'm wrong, then Manny. I thought both Grant brothers were on Team Canada in '88. They not in '88. No, Otis. Oh. Uh, like like Egerton said, Egerton beat him in the mm -hmm. box off. He beat him twice. So he took oh he 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 took couldn't go yeah yeah so he goes so he was a legitimate Canadian champion but Otis he went to the I don't know what happened in 1987 didn't you hurt yourself or something Everton no no yeah we, we were supposed to um like I was supposed to what happened I was supposed to fight him in a box off right yeah to defend my title but I broke my hand oh that's what happened oh. so then Otis went to the Pan American Games right and he got a silver medal yes yeah. That's yes right. yeah he went on he, he went on to do his thing but i was like i couldn't fight then yeah but then i when i when my hand healed i i, I fought him and i beat him up do you guys have any kind of relationship now oh yeah well every time we see we're courteous i mean i you know i, I kind of regret having to go that route with them i think i think it, it would have been a better choice for me to move up to light heavyweight and give him a chance right right but the hindsight mm -hmm. is 2020 i was young I, my trainer was Telling me I could be the best middleweight, and middleweight was the choice weight that he wanted me to go, so I went it. Yeah, you know. As as I'm meeting all of Manny's friends through that journey, I'm just thinking automatically, oh, they all get along. But now I'm noticing that it wasn't quite that way. Not at that. Time. What do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> well, you know, we've 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 interviewed Howard uh, on the last episode. And um and and a bunch of other people. So just in my mind, I was thinking, oh, it was a big happy family. But it seems like there was some no, no, certainly it. not. Because you 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 dealing with you dealing with jealousy. You're dealing with with, with ego, mm -hmm. and you're dealing yeah. with people's like, like prejudice. You got they got the trainers telling them one thing. They got you know like you know Team Canada is not always Team Canada. You know because you you probably you have a, a member of your team that beat one of my buddies that's wow. supposed to be on the team with me. So you're not gonna love that guy. So that's that's fascinating. So you, you you might not get along with the team, but they still gotta travel and live together, right? Oh yeah, big time. Do you guys have any stories of of traveling to the Olympics and things getting heated between oh, teams? Man. Well, Manny was Manny was a lover boy. Yeah, yeah, Pretty that's true, Egerton. I wasn't no lover boy, but we were in Venezuela together, <laughs> too, weren't we? Yeah, yeah, Caracas, yeah. Caracas. Look at Manny changing the subject, eh, Egerton? Yeah. <laughs> Manny was a lover boy, man. Pretty Spanish. That was, that was always Asif Dar trying to pretend, eh? Remember? Oh, yeah, Asif, yeah, yeah. Asif was bad. <laughs> Pretending but what? Manny was a lover boy, man. Pretty boy. No. Trying to play shy, but he wasn't no shy. He wasn't shy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty shy because I was kind of the youngest guy going there, right? So yeah, he was a humble, humble, good guy, man. Good guy, good, good gas tank though. He had a lot of gas in his tank. Yeah. yeah. So did any teammates teammates come to blows almost? Well, Lennox and Asif also used to always pitter patter back and forth. Well, they got into it a few times. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You know, <laughs> did I dust up with anybody? I don't remember really, but no one fucking messed with you. That's all. 
No, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't. I was a serious guy. I was a serious guy. I remember a Nova Scotian guy. I had to rock up in the ring. Um, not it wasn't Nova Scotian. It was a big um. Petri, I think it was a big, 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 big heavyweight guy. I sparred with him in Florida. But me and him got into it. He was a heavyweight, and I was a light heavyweight oh, yeah. at the time. Just between middleweight and light heavyweight, and he was talking shit. And then we got, we got, we got, we, you know, we got in the ring, and I started letting bombs on him. They pulled me off of him, yeah. and that was it. Crazy. What would happen if we surprised Lennox on, on a call like this with uh, Asif Dar? Like shit, it wasn't like no, no big deal because Lennox is a big, big dude. You can't really fuck with him too much. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. And, and Asif was a serious fighter too. You can't really mess with him too much. Not like Ben Johnson tried to mess with Lennox at the Pan American. Yeah, just egos getting crushed. Ego getting crushed. I'm glad Lennox. You, Wait, Ben Johnson, the runner? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad Lennox used restraint on that because he could have hurt this guy. He could have hurt oh, him. Oh, man. 88 wouldn't be 88 anymore. He wouldn't have got that medal. He wouldn't have made it to the track if... Uh... Exactly. exactly. <laughs> then they, you know. But, you know, people people that... Like, other athletes don't realize what they're getting into when they're... Because, you know, you, you're an athlete at a certain level. You feel like, shit, I kicked your ass. Even if you can't box. Because <laughs> you're an athlete... You have that mentality because Ben Johnson's an accomplished runner. He can fucking run. He's in shape. So did he run away? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's when you're at a certain level, you, you challenge anybody. It was at the Pan American Games, uh, Eggy. Were the Pan Am Games? I thought it was Olympics too. It was Olympics well, too. The Olympics, they were, yeah, they were a bit, bit beaking off a little bit at each other. But it was more, I heard, I heard something went down at the Pan American Games. That's oh, I, I, I didn't see that part of the Pan Am yeah. Games. Because yeah. I was just like a, I was a, I was a, like a bridesmaid. I, I didn't get the chance to compete. I was watching the game. You were great in uh, the documentary, by the way, with Lennox Lewis. Which one? They have so many documentaries with Lennox. The last, the last one that just came out. With Dre? Yeah, Do Dr. Dre's the, the narrator. Okay, I got to see that again. Okay. I've seen so many documentaries, man. <laughs> What's the best one? I don't know. All of them is the same, you know. I call it, we we had so much history together. We did so many things together. Like, you know, which which documentary, which fights are we training for? Which, you know, what I'm saying. Mm. I remember the Holyfield fights. I remember the, the both the fights and all the stuff we we're training. I remember in between that, but it's like the documentary is a collage of different events that happened. So it's hard to pick them out when when exactly each incident happened you get what i'm saying sure yeah 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 how'd the mike tyson training camp for mike tyson? oh that was intense man that was intense i was bringing the fire he didn't like me too much in that camp <laughs> no seriously seriously we were like i was bringing the heat i was bringing the heat manny was talking shit manny was telling you know psyching me up trying to get manny me Stewart. to bring the heat yeah, Manny Stewart. Man, Manny was talking shit. This ain't Egerton's camp, la la la, motherfucker. <laughs> so we, you know, I was fighting. I was fighting my ass off and, and bringing the heat to him because you know I wanted him to be the best. So yeah. I brought the heat. Him the real Tyson. Oh yeah, we brought we shit. When he came out of the ring, he said, "Yo," he said, "Man, sparring with you was tougher than that, tougher than him." Yeah. Wow, it was real ready. Yeah, you got him really ready. That's what that's that's man. That's great, man. Yeah, we had to. We had to because we had a lot of sparring partners that 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 took 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 this a trip out of that training camp. They got knocked out. They got carried out of the ring. <laughs> you know, a lot of guys were getting knocked out. Yeah, 
Yeah, I bet. Know? A lot of guys didn't want to do the work. They just want to get the money. They want to get the money for sparring, but they didn't want to do the work. Was that camp in Detroit with Manny Stewart, or you, were you guys somewhere else? Like, do you remember? No, we were we were in the Poconos with um Manny Stewart. Oh right, yeah. Manny Stewart was a trainer, yeah, but we were in the Poconos. We we had our own little camp. Right, 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 right. We couldn't afford to be in any other gym on any other person's schedule and thing. And none of us need to be in the camp. You know, the camp atmosphere sometimes is better for the fighter. Yeah, more focused. Well, especially if you, you, you know, when you wish you start making change, training and the organization of your training camp is very important. I mean, yeah. you, you start, you win money, you, you're, you, you win and you stay in home. Your life could be hell. You got to do pay bills. Your wife would be nagging you, your kids. Yeah. No, you got to have a camp. Right, right. But then if you have a camp, you got to have people in the camp to organize it where, you know, you're, you're getting your food, you're getting your things organized. So in the Poconos, we were able to do that. Where's Poconos? Where is it? Like, is it in New York somewhere? Yeah, outside of New York, like upstate New York. It's like. What other yeah. great fighters have you uh, done work with there, Egerton? You, you've been oh, around. man. I, I rumbled with Holyfield. I rumbled with Michael Moore, yeah. David Tua. We should be slapping him around until he got bigger. <laughs> no, David was my boy. David was my boy, man. I love that guy, man. David Tua. He fought Lennox, too. Lennox beat him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thunder from down under. That was my buddy, man. That was my buddy. Yeah. He got big as hell, though. But he was when he, when he came to camp, he was like 210. He just came off the Olympics. So we were, you know, he wasn't wow. a full-fledged heavyweight then. Yeah. Were, you, were, you for, were you training with Lennox for most of his career? Well, mm, Pretty well, you could say that because amateur, yeah. yes. And mm -hmm. um, then when we turned pro, I started helping him out in his camp when he was fighting the top guys. But mm -hmm. early, I was on my career; I was fighting, doing my thing. But when when this mm -hmm. fight became more intense and he getting better opponent, I had to come and help him out. You know, with Tyson, with Holyfield, especially with Holyfield, because I trained with Holyfield too. So he knew I was bringing the fire like Holyfield, so they needed me. Yeah. So you're able to sort of tell, sort of give him a heads up what's coming, right? I would, I would be the only guy in camp that could be honest with him, brutally honest with him. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was bringing that love, and he, he knew he knew it was love, so I was bringing it to him, even whether he liked it or not. I had to, I had to bring it. I had to tell him the truth. So yeah. I trained hard, prepared myself. And told him the truth in the ring, and that he, then you could see, you could see that in his performance he was able to rise up because yeah. I wasn't coming with no bullshit. I wasn't you know being half stepping. But I seen guys in the ring sparring with him, and they they want the money, but they don't want to they want they can't take the lick, or they don't yeah. want to put themselves in 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 arm's way to get hurt. So they they they're fighting with their brakes on. Yeah. Yeah. Right, especially Tyson. They had to, they had to, especially for Tyson, because you, you you needed somebody aggressive, and if they weren't being aggressive, they were bullshitting. They were just big guys getting pounded for a little bit, playing defense, and then they, they get their money and they go home. Because you know, sparring could be if you if they, they learn how to spar, they can just try to be safe, act busy a little bit, and get some bullshit rounds, and you're not getting, yeah. he's not getting what he, the honest truth about himself. So some yeah. fighters be going to ring with a false sense of, oh yeah, I'm great. I kill all my sparring partners. They respect me, and they go in there and they realize the truth when when they fight their real opponent. Yeah, that's why training is so important before you actually get in the fight, right? Your training partner. Very important. Very important. Yeah. yeah. And you and, and you know the the thing the thing with with Lennox, he, he took the game seriously because we 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 
he took the time away, he put himself in camp. He wasn't hanging out with his wife. He wasn't hanging out with his friends. We were in yeah. camp and we were on, and I was on business. We get up in the morning, we run, we eat, we train, and we focus on the fight. Yeah, yeah, you live right. it, man. Yes. Yeah. Some cats, oh yeah, I want to stay home, and they, no, it's not right. When you yeah. stay home and shit, you take on the worries of your bills, you take on the worries of your family, and all this stuff would take away your focus on the fight. That's so true, eh? Yeah. Amazing. What do you think made uh, Lennox kind of set him apart from the competition and achieve what he achieved? Besides from his natural ability, you know, he, he had um, good trainers that, that came in his life, right? And he had good friends that came in his life that was able to help him to achieve his, his natural gifts. Actually, that's what you, you were mentioned in that, actually, in the documentary. That you were, yeah. You're, yeah, no, that you're, <laughs> you're very vital to... To his success. Oh no! Oh my gosh! Don't get me blushing. Yeah, bro. no, I'm you serious. You a black guy brush? Yeah, it's like <laughs> they ha- they, I think yeah he, uh, he had to bring you back and one of his other friends. Just he needed the honest people in his in his corner, right? Well, yeah, you need people who tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. I mean, real talk. When you when you're in the game of life and death, and boxing is of life and death. Yeah, you gotta rely on people. You gotta and trust is key. That was after Oliver McCall. Oliver McCall, that that fight tore me up, man. I was mm-hmm. watching that fight and it fucking freaked me out. I was so far away. I wasn't there at the fight, but I was there for the second fight though. Mm-hmm. Yes. When Oliver ran with his tail between his legs, because we were ready for him. Yeah. You're ready for him. He knew what he was doing. He couldn't he know he couldn't he couldn't do nothing. He would get beat up. Yeah. And carried out of the ring. Yeah. So you so you decide to cry and protest and whatever. <laughs> he yeah. did though. No, but that was real. That, that, that was happened. Real. <laughs> that was real. Who are your top heavyweight boxers of all time then? Top heavyweight boxer of all time? Oh my god. All time. All time? Give it to me. Shit. I got some guys, man. I got. Let me see. You can't. You can't go without, without saying Joe Lois, Muhammad Ali. I like um, Jersey Joe Walcott, mm-hmm. and my my guy Lennox Lewis. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. You got. You got to be there. Who else? Who else? Um. Foreman. George Foreman. He's one yeah. of my top guys too. Yeah. And Joe Fraser. Joe Fraser. So I'm mixed up. You know. You got Joe Fraser and yeah, Foreman. Foreman. I love Norton too. Norton was a crazy gifted guy. Natural gifts. Yeah, yeah. Right? He he made he made the Ali's life hell because of his the style he adapted. Yeah. You know? I I, I like Norton too. Norton was a oh shit. What about Canadian heavyweight? Is it Chuvalo? Oh I love Chuvalo, yeah. Chuvalo Chuvalo's gotta be up there. Yeah, you gotta be up there. You can't be you can't go say Canadian heavy without without Chivalo. I like Razor Ruddick as well. Chavalo was in the wrong time when everyone, all the greats were there. Ali, Frazier, more uh, Foreman, right? Yeah, but then when else? When else would he be great? When else would he be great? Yeah, exactly. You're right. Had the time been different, Chavalo would have had a world title. That's what I'm saying. Well, well, who would he? Who could he beat with, with a world title now? Like, I mean, then yeah. it's a tough, tough grind now. You know, it's a tough grind. But before, because before they didn't have so many weight classes. Remember, so many different titles. Yeah, and different organizations. You're right. Exactly. The, the the fights were a little bit more tougher. Yeah, you're right. What do you think of the current state? Current state is just watered down. It's watered down, and and it's who's promoting? The promoters are winning the the battle. Too many belts, right? Well, there's a, too many belts. A lot of people don't know who the, who the champion, the real champion is. 
Yeah. And they forget they're, they're losing this, their judgment on what's boxing. What's boxing supposed to look like? Yeah. It's hard to follow it because who is the champion? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, well, it's all about promotion, right? I mean, you get a good star. They got the people that have the money behind them. They promote them. After a while, you know, they don't even know what they're getting because some of the fighters are watered down. They don't have the skills that the, the, the people are selling. Yeah, they, they get a few knockouts and then oh, I have a world champion, world beater, mm -hmm. until he fights a guy that could really fight. The Fury Joshua fight is for all the marbles, right? There's no one else really that that'll no. be undisputed for sure, right? I don't know, undisputed, whatever. These guys, come on, <laughs> you know, everybody's nowadays like we're one punch away from winning the title. You yeah. know, you know, like. Fury, Fury got have natural fundamentals, and Joshua, if he picks up his game, he should be able to to, to step the Furies a little bit better than mm. anybody else. More more than Wilder, more than anybody, because he has the Olympic experience as well. But um, Fury right now got the lead. Fury, Fury got the foundation, the fundamentals, to be the 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 the, the, the lead guy in the game right now. I don't think Joshua is is there, but he needs he, he could he could win it, but he needs a little focus. He needs to focus a little bit more. Yeah, you know. And yeah. I mean, Lennox would walk through this guy. <laughs> well, yeah, in his time, but now, now, I wouldn't, I wouldn't not now, not out. now, but in his, now. In his time. Now. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna ask that. Who do you think is how would Lennox fare in today's heavyweight? Oh come on, it's always his, you know it's always the case. It's always the case. They're always bringing up the dead. The, the yeah. old the old fighters just to mm -hmm. challenge the new guys. Yeah. It's different times, man. You can't really tell. But I think the fundamental-wise, because we have um, the level of boxing is picked up from the Ali days because the, the champions were, were, were Olympians. The champions were, like, guys who really studied the craft. Mm. You look at um, George Foreman. You look at um, Joe Fraser. Oh. Yeah, they're all they came up, they're all they weren't just world champions they were they were olympians they were top top guys right so they had a, a strong command of the fundamentals and that that means longevity at the top really yeah right you you know you you, you can win at some of the guys will just win the title but they can't keep it because they don't have the fundamentals did you see tyson announce he's fighting in may again i don't know what was he fighting what is he doing a little i'm hoping match? you got an inside scoop for us is it oh, your he's gonna get Lennox? some money. He's gonna get some money. It's a little money hustle, right? You know, come on. You know. Do you know who the opponent is, though? <laughs> no, I don't opponent? know. No, I don't care. I don't care. I don't know. Once Tyson's in it, people are gonna be watching. Yeah. <laughs> Did you enjoy his last? Did you enjoy his last? Ex I think it was fun. I think it was a little fun, fun little sparring match. It was hell it was to fun. keep him on. I think it was a fun little sparring match. It's all good. It was nothing, you know. It wasn't a real fight. No. Well, yeah. it wasn't a real fight, but it was a fight, whatever. But it wasn't a real fight, no. Yeah. It was a real fight because they'll be going for it a little bit more seriously. Mm. But they're older guys and they, they wanted to, to get let off some stress. I think it was a good thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they looked good for 50, whatever they are. Well, yeah, it looked good for any age. I mean, if you're not a fighter, if you're not a fighter, you're gonna, that's going to look great, great, great. But when you're a real, real fighter, you see the bullshit. Yeah. I saw the grabbing. I saw the, like soon they got in close. They, you know, um, Roy would grab him and let some shots go. Let him know that he's in the ring, not alone. But he's not alone. Yeah, 
but it wasn't a real it was a it was a real sparring match it was a real sparring match technical sparring match yeah that you it, shouldn't try if you're not a profession or else you end up sleeping <laughs> no really you know if you were not a professional you can't compete at that level what was it like training with emmanuel stewart oh manny manny i love training with manny manny was a good good trainer he knew the game he knew the boxing game and um i, I worked with him with a couple of my fights and i you know they're quick fights i knocked a lot of people out with under his tutelage mm. right but um manny 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 was a good 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 teacher he knew the fundamentals he knew the, you know what i mean yeah. he knew how to talk to the fighters because he'd been in the ring he had experience and it showed in with his performance and how he dealt with different fighters like when he worked with klitschko yeah but i trained with klitschko's too i i used to go go over to germany and smack them around a little bit oh really both vitally yeah no way. I used to wow. go out there and smack vitally and, and and valdemir around you know they're big guys man six seven six eight yeah, I had to get on there, get on, get in there, and start beating them up. But it was good. It was good working with them, and and it, it, you could you could tell by his work. You know, they 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 improved. They became world champions and great champions as well. He was uh, you know? from Detroit, right, uh, Emmanuel Stewart? Yeah, yeah, managed from Detroit. Yeah, wow. I used to go to the Crown too. I went down to Crown a few times and went down there. Um, I'm pretty well a member of Crown, really. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's uh, one of the best trainers. Or Oh argue. yeah, argue. oh yeah. But man, Manny was great, and we had um, I had George Benton was a great trainer for me too. Mm. George, George Benton, and we have also my my Adrian to the rescue, my 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 amateur trainer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. he, he, he's one of the great trainer, great great trainer. He's able to get, you know, I find most trainer when you have a trainer that can bring the fire out in you, that can connect with you. Yeah. Sometimes a trainer don't have to be such of a boxing expert. You just have to connect with your athletes. Yeah. Right, and things can happen. That's very important on a train when you're training at a higher level. You you connect with your trainer. You can make you you can make you go through fire. Yeah, I didn't actually even know this. Uh, he he trained Oliver McCall before he trained Lennox Lewis. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he got the opportunity, and he just he just you know and McCall was more conf confident in his thing, but um, Manny showed him how to. Blend that big right hand, and guess what? Yeah, That's... timing, mm -hmm. you know, opportunities. You know, a, a good corner have a lot to do with your process, your your progress in the ring. Yeah, and good corners. Yeah, your success. Yeah. Hey, brother, we could let you go, man. We you give us plenty of time. We want you on the show every once in a while, though, Egerton. So. Oh man, Manny, I'll do anything for you, brother. I love this guy, man. You, this guy is this guy is a champion in the ring and outside of the ring. I love this yes, guy. Yes, yes, he is. Exactly. Such a promoter, Egerton. Thank you very <laughs> no, much. No, no, no. Real talk. Real yeah. talk. Real talk. Real talk, man. You're a quiet, humble guy. I remember spending two weeks at, at Lake Louise with uh, Egerton, and we had some great times up there. I oh yeah, remember that? Oh gosh. Yeah. Hiking up that hill and yeah, yeah, Scotty Ping, Scotty Ping in the water when we were drinking, <laughs> drink it up. Yeah, yeah. Really <laughs> kill that little mug, mug. Is that Scotty Olson? Scotty yeah. Olson, that's my buddy, man. We'll that get him. We, we met him as well. We'll get you guys on the show together. I love that That'll guy, man. I love that guy. That's my brother. Brother, give a shout out to your business. We want to check it out. Yeah, Spiritual Kidar Products. We're at um, 1352 Western Road in Toronto. Selling spiritual oils and all that stuff, and incense and candles and esoterical products. 
Right on. It's I'm the on place through. to go. Awesome, of course, if you're in Toronto and you need spiritual stuff, you got to come to um, Spiritual Kid Art. We will. We will, 100%. Levante and Hugo. Hey. You guys take care of yourself. And Manny, love you, man. Edgerton, guess where Hugo's from? No, where is he from? He comes from the home of Manos de Piedra, the hands of stone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. get out of here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right, man. That was my guy, man. Oh, Roberto Duran. That was my guy, Roberto. Yeah. yeah. You know? I met him a couple of times. I met him a couple of times, man. But, you know, he's just thinking passing, you know? I love yeah. that guy. Manny was saying he spent some time with uh, Sugar Ray Leonard. Yeah. Sugar is good, too. Sugar is a nice guy. Good guy. I, I, I trained with Sugar. Sugar Sugar was when he was with, with um, Sean Lowe Sullivan, when Sean Lowe Sullivan came back to the Olympics. Yeah. He was training with Sugar Ray Leonard. And Michelle was Leonard was at the gym and captured down a few times. Wasn't Leonard supposed to be uh, Sean O'Sullivan's manager or something at one time? Yeah, he was. He was in. in yeah, he was. He was. He was tied up in a management with with Sean O'Sullivan. Because yeah. Sugar Sugar's manager was working with him. With him. Yeah. Did you ever find his number, Manny Sugar Race? No, I didn't actually. I haven't tell, tell you. I haven't really searched that deep. But oh my god! You know, like those shows that we did at the River Rock that you fought on. Yeah, you yeah. The show well. We brought Sugar Ray Leonard in as a guest once. They had to, the casino had to pay him like twenty five hundred bucks or something, but they paid him and he came. That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's that cheap, time, man. That was that was a while back though, Eggie. Yeah, but twenty five hundred dollars for Sugar Ray Leonard. Oh, I know on. that was nothing though, but I, it's just I forget who I got him through. It was someone I was talking to, and and they got a hold of him, and then Sugar Ray, you know, he, he got all his expenses paid, and plus he got to go home with twenty five hundred American. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't go wrong. If you got nothing to do, probably yeah. just come and yeah. hang out in Vancouver. Yeah, yeah, man. In the hood, check out, check out the hood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's no hood in Vancouver, man. What the hell? Yeah. All right. Pleasure to meet yeah. you. We'll let you go, and Pleasure. we'll talk again soon. I hope. All right. God bless you guys, bless man. You, Manny, take care of yourself, yeah, man. You too. Great, great thing. Yeah. Great Thank you. You look great, man. You look great. Thank you, brother. Care, Thank you. Yeah. See you guys. Jerry Tremble. Yeah, Jerry Trumbull is a bad motherfucker. Golden boy. That's what they call Atlanta's Jerry Trumbull. He hails from Vancouver, British Columbia.